if you get clarity in these four areas, it might show you at least the guiding light, you know, the guiding light that guides you down the next steps. Um, and so I've found that there's four core quadrants and then the overlap or the intersection of all four of those quadrants uh, amplifies and magnifies clarity for who you're meant to be and how you can actually make a living, how you can create fulfillment and how you can do what you're meant to do and, and, and it comes easier, right? Oh. When you're in your zone of genius, it's actually easier. So here's the big question. Have you ever been so financially frustrated from years of poor financial decisions only to wonder why didn't they teach me in school anything about how to manage money i've spent the last 20 years learning the secrets to how money really works and how to use it to get financially free on a goal to retire early i've realized how much of an impact we could have on the world by teaching financial literacy entrepreneurship and a successful mindset Join me as I interview some of the world's most successful business owners, coaches, and parents to get them to share their secrets on how you can not only learn, but teach these lessons to your kids to become financially free and impact your children's financial trajectory so they can avoid the frustration and go on to do great things. I'm Cody Laughlin, and this is the Money Talkers Podcast. Welcome back to Money Talkers. Uh, I'm your host, Cody Laughlin. I have a guest today named Mike Zeller today. Um, Mike brings an absolute wealth of background um, as a uh, business architect. Uh, his companies in the last 10 years have done over $300 million in sales. Uh, he's invested or started at least 15 different businesses. He is especially great at helping you find your zone of creative genius and also creating an irresistible offer around that zone of genius. And so I'm excited to dive into this because there's a lot more in the background that we get to get into. And so first, I want to welcome you to the show, Mike. Cody, excited to be here, brother. Thanks for having me on. You've got a great uh, show happening here and, and incredibly valuable topics that you cover. So can't wait to dive in. Excellent. Well, um, I usually like to hit the ground running. So um, kind of what I want to start with right now is... Um, what do you do right now around helping people find their creative zone of genius and why do you do that? Well, you know, age old human question of like, what on earth am I here for? You know, Rick Warren asked about that and uh, purpose driven life, you know, tackled that from one dimension. But I think there's, there's a lot of dimensions of, you know, humanity is always searching for purpose. We're always searching for meaning. We're always, longing and asking ourselves, am I in the right job? Am I in the right business? Am I in the right relationship? Am I doing what I'm supposed to do? Um, and, and at the end of the day, we want to be uh, contributors. We, we crave contribution. We crave to make a difference. And so um, working with a lot of top tier entrepreneurs from around the world, from seven or eight different countries now, um, and haven't been and am currently an entrepreneur, I've noticed that, man, there, it, there's not really a great formula for figuring out your purpose. And I figured out what, started asking myself, what are the core quadrants um, that, that if you get clarity in these four areas, it might show you at least the guiding light, you know, the guiding light that guides you down the next steps. Um, and so I've found that there's four core quadrants and then the overlap 
or the intersection of all four of those quadrants uh, amplifies and magnifies clarity for who you're meant to be and how you can actually make a living, how you can create fulfillment and how you can do what you're meant to do and, and, and it comes easier, right? Wow. When you're in your zone of genius, it's actually easier. So um, I can dive into those four quadrants if you yeah, like. I'm, I'm, I, 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 think that's, I think that's fantastic. So that's, um, I just, when thinking in my head, like what the um, reaction and the aha moments you must get to see. Yeah, like I did um, a mini session with uh, a, a girl yesterday, very talented woman, um, super connector. And about 40 minutes in, she, well, about 30 minutes in, she confessed that she had lost her way um and and she had, she was lose she had lost confidence because of criticism and other things that had crept up in her current role even though she's brilliant and um and she started breaking down in tears um and this girl is just freaking she's a, amazing she kicks butt at what she does and um and then it like she sent me a message on instagram yesterday like mike that was such a gift and that was, you know, I love that. And we only did like one third of what I normally do. Um, and she got re-anchored. And, and so what happens too, for us as leaders, entrepreneurs, parents, you know, children, whatever, the, to, the, to the degree that you lack com clarity, you're going to lack confidence, which also means you're going to act with less certainty and decisiveness. So if I get more clarity, I'm going to act more confidently, which means I'm going to act with greater certainty, which means I'm going to create more momentum. That's one of the cool things I see in, in a lot of the leaders and entrepreneurs I guide. Yeah. And I would think that with more clarity and with, um, you know, as you spoke with more momentum and, and having a, and having almost a, um, a sense of what the end result is going to be. I think once you get good at something, you know, the end result because of your actions. And I think when you're inexperienced at things, maybe you don't have that you don't exactly know how things are going to work out and so you're less confident and it's almost manifest itself right so mm -hmm. it's, it's really it's not really the, whether you know how to do it or not it's how you approach going to do those things um it's got to be it's got to be one of the big components of what the results are going to be yeah exactly exactly so that's really yeah. so what um I, i'm curious so what are the four um components yeah. that, you, that you came up with that intersect and uh and help drive um that purpose because mm -hmm. uh, i think a lot of people would like to understand how to find what their mm -hmm. what their purpose is yeah so the inner it's really the intersection of four different things and the four things are first your unique abilities like where are you uniquely gifted where are you freaking amazing? And then where do you stink? It's just as important to know where you stink as, as it is to know where you're amazing. And you, it, you know, too often people waste valuable hours and years of their life trying to get better in their weaknesses. I was, That's gonna, not, I was gonna ask you that. Uh, yeah. If you should lean into your strengths or do you think you should lean into, into try to bring up your weaknesses? Yeah, lean, lean into your strengths, manage your weaknesses, and also gain greater clarity on your strengths and weaknesses. Um, so your unique abilities, I've got five, soon to be six different personality tests that I guide people through. Wealth Dynamics, DISC, Myers-Briggs, 
strings finder and Colby index. And then I'm gonna add the Enneagram since that's such a popular test as well. And then of course I even add love language. You know, what's your love language for preferred communication style when I'm working with like team members or business partners? I wanna know, hey, wh what, what makes them tick, right? Um, but then that gives you, like Wealth Dynamics gives you your natural pathway for building wealth. Uh, you couple it with your personality profiles, with your natural proclivity for behaviors. Um, are you more of like Colby Index tells you, hey, are you more of a fact finder? Or, or are you more of a follow through person? Um, or are you much better at starting things? Like I'm, for, I'm amazing at starting things. I'm an incredible catalyst. I'm not that great at managing a project to, to finish. By the time something's 60, 70, 80% done, I'm bored and I've started something else. Yeah. Your classic so good parent. So, <laughs> I have, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. So, you but I have to have enough self leadership. Yeah, you mentioned earlier about managing weaknesses. I think that a lot of the times what you can do is you can find people to, to fill those, right? Mm -hmm. So, you find someone else who has a unique ability, that their unique ability is your weakness. Yeah. Right. And, and that's why you got to like, you know, you've got to know who you are and also know, um, create awareness around it. But then it, it really gives you a, a bit of a blueprint to follow for who you need around you. And especially when you combine all of those things together and then you go through the other three quadrants, which are like your unique relationships. For example, I've got um, uh, 20 plus best-selling author friends. So that gives me, all right, I have a lot of people in the social media author world. Well, and I'm also really gifted to ideation. I'm not very good at finishing something, but I can create ideas really uh, uh, fast and easily. Um, so now I'm realizing, hey, why haven't I written a bunch of books yet? Mm -hmm. So I've got two books almost done. Um, and then, you know, I've got people managing 80, the finishing. 80%. <laughs> uh, yeah yeah pretty much for both yeah yeah that's where I've, I've gotten is the uh this I'm, I'm a starter as well <laughs> so the day-to-day the -day is not my strength the the ideation is quite a bit more so yeah. I, I relate quite a bit <laughs> yeah yeah exactly so you know now I've got editors and developmental writers that will finish out sections of the book so I don't have to if it's on me to finish it I will never it, it's gonna be like you know, pulling a tooth yeah. um, to get it done. Um, but then your key relationships, where do I have key relationships? And then how do I leverage those relationships if it fits my unique abilities in my third quadrant, which is unique life experiences. Mm. So, um, you know, we've all got unique life experiences. Most of the time we uh, undermine and undervalue our unique life experiences. But if you actually sit down or when I'm working with a VIP client and I sit down, I walk them through and pull it out. I pull, pull the diamonds out of the rough. Like I've literally had clients, boom, or, you know, one month they got 20, they, before working with me, they got one client. The next month they got 25 clients. We, we clarified mm. and we pulled out and, and they got anchored to their unique value. Was so often we, we forget right? Even the smartest of us do. Um, so your unique life experiences and the, how this plays out is like, so I have, um, I've owned a marketing agency. I've worked with a lot of um, big time 
influencer brands, I've worked with in e-commerce, I've had car dealerships, I've had real estate investments, I've had all these other things. Um, I've connected with some of the smartest and best authors and thinkers in the world. And I'm a, I'm a thinker. I've read like 2000 books. Um, I've spent 1447 hours with Tony Robbins. So I've got all these unique life experiences. How can I now um, overlap them in addition to, uh, you know, unique abilities, uh, unique relationships, unique life experiences. And the fourth one is your values and passions. Where's then now, where's the overlap where all four of those things overlap? Mm. So as I listed out all those things, like my values and passions, I love unleashing the God-given talent and abilities of some of the world's brightest and best people, not just entrepreneurs, high achievers, artists, athletes. So, and I'm also a master NLP practitioner. So I've got all these things, Tony, uh, you know, the zone of genius. I love to help, help galvanize people. I'm really good at helping smart people get unstuck or build the bridge to where they want to go. I'm not going to be your accountability coach or your scaling coach necessarily. That's not, not my thing. I don't want to be your financial coach. That's not my thing, but I can kick butt getting you off the ground or creating rapid progress. I've had people after one day with me, boom. Uh, they're like, I had more progress in that one day than I had in two years. You like, right. You, you like lighting rockets. <laughs> yeah. I like yeah. light the rocket get it going. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, that's, so that's your, that's your uh, zone of genius then. Yeah. After after going through all those different experiences, right? We've landed yeah, there. Yeah, exactly. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, you know, that's so, that's what I get to do every day is, is mentor some amazing people. Well, I want to kind of relate that into what we're talking about with money talking stuff. So, how would you, on a smaller scale? I don't know. Maybe you wouldn't go smaller scale. I don't know. Um, how would you um, suggest for parents to be able to kind of help their children find their zone of genius? Actually. Um, create greater awareness themselves about themselves and then and make it almost a family practice like i i do i've had married couples in their 50s where i'm like guys do a romantic date night but as your romantic date night get a nice bottle of wine go to one of your favorite restaurants take your personality test before and go and study and learn and rediscover each other and, and maybe as, as a family, you go through your strengths finder and you go through, and then what happens is you end up laughing about each other and you end up appreciating each other's differences. And then a mom might say to the daughter, all right, you, you know, now I understand why you do that. And you're not trying to be a bad child. You're just like, like my wife, she's an ENFJ. When she was a little girl, she would get hammered by her parents at times because she would literally forget stuff all the time. ENFJs and the Myers-Briggs, they forget stuff all the freaking time. And, that, and that's, that's their short-term memory is like, Phew. you know, out of sight, out of mind, you walk out, they'll remember to do something while you're in the room. If you just ask them to do it right then, but uh, you walk out of the room, their imagination is going somewhere. Like my wife has an incredible vivid imagination. She's, one of, she's an incredible writer, one of the world's best, most gifted writers, I think. Um, I mean, I have a bunch of writer friends. She's absolutely amazing. And she forgets the little, like, like we joke, I will literally set wine bottles out for her to recycle. I'll put them in her shoes and she will take the wine bottle and put the wine bottle on the floor and walk out the door. I'm like, babe, how did you freaking forget to take the wine bottle to Whole Foods and drop it off in the recycle bin? 
<laughs> and it's the hardest thing for her. I um I think that that would be a really fun exercise to do uh with your children and to help and I think it would be almost like a um a non-judgmental third party kind of interjected, mm. right? So like you could you could talk about it and find you know find out about each other to understand each other better. Mm. Um and I think that that would be also something you could use in planning because, you know, uh, on older children, you're going to want to help them plan to, you know, the one question you always hear growing up is like, what do you want to be when you grow up? Well, like people ask me that all the time. I was like, I knew like three jobs and I don't know. <laughs> They're like, they know, they know what they always say. You're going to be a doctor or a lawyer. You know, it's like, I don't want to yeah, be one yeah. of those. <laughs> like, you know, I don't know what I want to be, but it's not that. And so um, I think it would be kind of fun to go through those, um, those personality tests and kind of uh it would be exciting because you almost be like kind of be able to design somewhat of a plan ahead of time. Right. Because now you're not mm -hmm. looking backwards of like, where should I, what should I be in? But you could almost say, okay, this is going to, I'm going to go into my zone of genius from the beginning. And that would be really, I don't know. That would be really exciting. Yeah. And you know, I'll, I'll pull up the, I'll just pop in the, oh, I don't have a screen share. Never mind. But uh, one of the cool things is now you know how to communicate about where you're amazing at and kids can communicate and they can communicate one of the most valuable things if you look at some of the most successful people on the planet they consistently put themselves in the right position like if we watch we just watched the last dance right i don't know if you watched the michael jordan espn series and phil jackson this massive you know brilliant one of the greatest basketball coaches of all time he knew like he treated Dennis Rodman very differently. Dennis Rodman was an amazing, brilliant defender and rebounder and had such energy and, and gave that toughness that they needed down low. And, but Phil knew Dennis Rodman's going to go off and do crazy things like in the middle <laughs> of the NBA finals. He goes and wrestles with Hulk Hogan. He <laughs> does that. You know? I've, met, I've met him a few times. He's, he's uh, a little different. Yeah. <laughs> but super chill guy. But it, uh, yeah, he's, the, brain, the brain's not there. And so, you know, that's one of the things like Phil Jackson almost just got, he just knew when to get out of the way. A lot yeah. of times it seemed like, you know, when to press and when to get out of the way. So you, that, that self-awareness of putting yourself in the right position and then communicating that. And then if you're a leader, understanding, hey, I've, I've got to move the chips into the right positions to get the right results and for them to be fulfilled. Phil knew I couldn't, he couldn't coach Dennis Rodman the way he would coach Scottie Pippen yeah. and Michael Jordan and different things. He didn't need to get on Michael Jordan, you know, at different yeah. times, you know? So. Yeah. No, yeah. that's really interesting um, because, you know, we are doing that quite a bit uh, as parents is that we are, we're doing a lot of coaching. You know, and that's really what you're the ultimate coach. And that's uh, a lot of times it's the way I approach it, where if you're not getting the outcome you want, a lot of times parents just try that whatever strategy it is harder. Like it's got to be mm -hmm. like they're just not listening and it opposed to me in mm -hmm. my head, especially what we're talking about right now. It feels more like, well, maybe we're not the ones listening. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yep. And so, you know, we're, yeah. we're, we're trying to pour strategy as opposed to letting them get into their genius and getting out of the way. Mm -hmm. Yep. And that's actually what's going to create fulfillment. Like, you know, they, they show that um, kids, you know, creativity and, and curiosity in children is so much higher before the age of eight. 
mm-hmm. and then standardized out, right? And it's it's because in, in our public schools, and, and my mom's a public school teacher and has done very well with that, but it's like, you gotta create space for them to be, uh, to use their gifts and explore and, and uh, pursue the paths that they're really meant to pursue. And they're not gonna be, you know, exactly what you want them to be uh, for children, right? Like, I, I can't wait. I don't have kids myself yet, but I have, as I mentioned, 14, 15 nieces and nephews, and I mentor about 100 people a year. Yeah. And I see, man, when people get in, we, we, our souls come alive when we're playing in position versus out of position. You know, I, and we're, you know, recording this right in the middle of kind of quarantine with a lot of this stuff. And I would tell you mm-hmm. this, like there were, well, there's two things. One, um, I know a lot of parents that were like, I don't want to go to work every day. I want to be spending more time at home. Mm-hmm. I think some of them have got a crash course in it. And it is not as easy as you think it is. But the second thing I think that a lot of us have become is that a lot of us have always wondered whether we should be homeschooling our kids, right? And mm-hmm. I think that as a, you mentioned just now, like the creativity and the standardization of trying to get rid of that, mm-hmm. like my eight-year-old is very perceptive and she is asking me, you know, why do I have to do something that I know how to do? Yeah. Right. Because it's just these repetitive exercises online because all the kids have to do them. And she's mm-hmm. like, she's like, I could, she's in second grade. She's like, I could do this like in VPK. Like, why do I have to count? to seven you know and she's like you know and uh and i think that it's opening eyes i think that one i think that a lot of us are appreciating that our kids can go to school now because Mm -hmm. i don't think a lot of us are as good as teachers as we thought we should be (laughs) but second second thing is uh is is that also like for me like it's just reinforcing the fact that i i try to encourage their creativity when they're not at Mm -hmm. school because the standardization thing is frustrating. Yeah, you can see it, and they're and you know, and they're and they're my 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 six year old's in kindergarten, and he's frustrated. Mm-hmm. You know, he's mm-hmm. like, dude, he's like, I had to do this again. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and he's just, you know, you see him kind of doing those things, and I'm like, we're, we're looking at work, and I'm like, man, I gotta come up with some more interesting things for them, and continue mm-hmm. to do challenges and STEM projects and all that stuff at home. Yeah, it's not there. Yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah, it's true, and it's like. um it's one of the greatest challenges. Like, you know, I went to public school. I enjoyed it, but um, we're, we're going to probably homeschool to some extent, but it's, it, 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 we, I just don't want to, I, I don't want my children to have their creativity and their brilliance snuffed out or dumbed down. Yeah. And I think, you know, uh, there's a path that, whether, whatever the path is, I was homeschooled. I mean, I was homeschooled. I mean, I was, I was public school, right? And, um, you know, you start having those conversations about private school, public school, and homeschooling. And like, I, I didn't, I don't know, I was encouraged entrepreneurially at home. Right? Mm-hmm. My parents were entrepreneurs. Like that was what I, that was what, you know, I knew that I was, I was the one, you know, uh, stuffing envelopes for a nickel pop and all that stuff. Right. So mm-hmm. I was in these like small businesses and watching these struggles and stuff. So I was exposed to it, but like, so that's kind of what I geared towards when I got out of school, mm-hmm. you know? But it, I, I'd be honest, I was completely bored in school most of the time, yeah. you know, as yeah. most people would say. So, um, well, I, I want to shift, I want to shift a little bit. So, um, you know, as a uh, business architect, how do you, 
how do you define that? Yeah, so uh, it starts, honestly, it ironically starts with the zone of genius because if, you, if I'm working with you, Cody, the business owner, then I wanna, I wanna know who you are, how you're wired, what's your vision, what are, what are the dreams that at the end of the day, the, the business is, is meant to be a fulfillment of your dreams and your vision, right? Or you and your partners or investors, whatever. So we start there and then when we start designing out, if you look at a great business, a really well-designed business, it's like, uh, it's like well-designed house. An architect designed out, helped you design out the house of your dreams around the, the lifestyle that you envision yourself leading. Mm. Um, like, all right, do you see, you want to see trees outside your kitchen window, you know, and you want to see a pool and kids and waterfalls. You want to see, you want these beautiful wood beams flowing across your living room, right? Same thing in your, in your business. What do you want the feel, the brand to feel like? What do you want the culture to be like? What do you want? Uh, what do you want your role, your ideal role to be? A lot of business owners think uh, I, I have to be the CEO. Like, no, not necessarily. You might be the CEO for the beginning, like based on your skill set, my skill set, we're, we might be very good as a CEO at the very beginning, but we got to, as a, if the business is ever to mature, we got to move out of CEO role mm -hmm. more yeah. than likely to, and, and so you got to start designing it out and designing out, Hey, who's your core avatar? And do they actually care about your product? Do you, do you can you create an irresistible offer? Do you have the authority, the social proof, the credibility to sell that ideal client your what you want to sell them or what needs to be done to design that out so where do you start do you start on the um do you start on the outcome side or the personality side um you know let's start with uh, in, in everything in life we start with why if we want to get leverage you know my one of my goals in a mentor as a mentor or coach, whether it's in a mastermind retreat or one-on-one -on -one session, it's like, man, I gotta know what's your motive. And the deeper I can go, the, the layers, you know, I wanna get to the core, the more I can get to the core, the more I know, boom, how to move you quick. Because mm. I wanna get quick results. Like I've had, I've had people come to me that were completely paralyzed and had been stuck for months and months and months, sometimes half a year or a year and, and, you know, I had one girl, uh, big time Instagram influencer, um, uh, first 20 minutes of our, our one day strategy session, she breaks down in tears. And at first I'm like, freaking, I'm going to have to give this girl her, her money back because she felt completely stuck. It was about four years ago. And I was like, oh yeah, I got my NLP, my special, you know, tool and my tool, tool set. I can take her through an NLP process. And she couldn't, she couldn't envision herself knowing her message she was completely stuck on her message so i knew it was a mental block an emotional subconscious emotional block so i was like all right um we'll say her name is mandy mandy let's imagine who is it that you know that an admirer that has a brilliant uh, that knows their message she said oprah and so i said boom all right let's i had her do a deep nlp visualization as oprah where she's speaking as oprah and then boom, I just loosened the chains. Now I got her anchored to her vision. I got her anchored to, uh, and I got her in a resourceful state. Me as an entrepreneur, if I'm in a scarcity, um, I'm lack driven state of where I'm focused on what I don't have, 
than what world of possibilities. I, you know, the very word entrepreneur is in essence, someone who creates something from nothing, but it was always there. We can see what's there and we bring it forth. We claim it, we call it forth. So anyway, so I uh, took her through that. Then we build out the business. We start scaling, like start designing out the team. Who do you need in core roles? What's the core offer? What's the, you know, cascading messages in your marketing communication, um, the mindset, you know, really there's just so many layers of that. So the first part is designing it out. Then the second part is designing out the execution and also pre-wiring your emotions and your, your mental state to actually step into the execution. You mentioned something about, uh, I've been, I've heard the word anchoring several times. Mm -hmm. Um, how would you describe that? So great question. So it's, all right. Um, hmm. uh, anchoring is like where I am, I am getting a, creating a subconscious or even conscious emotional connection to myself or to my future self at a higher state. So for example, if I am about to go deliver a, a talk or launch a program, so let's say I'm, I'm going to deliver a talk to 2000 people. And I'm starting to feel nervous about my talk. I'm like, ah, I don't know if all these people are going to like what I have to say. And if I'm going to flub it up and I don't feel as confident about my message. Uh, now I'm, I'm in some negative anchors, right? Like I'm, I'm thinking, uh, I might be thinking about the time I did screw up mm. in a talk. And I'm thinking about all these things that could go wrong. So I'm, I'm anchored. We're all anchored um, in one way or another. So now I need to reverse the anchor. So now I need to, pro athletes do this all the time. Jordan would, he, he wouldn't focus on the shot he hadn't missed yet. You know, when the, I watched the episode 10 last night, he said, I'm, I'm, why would I visualize the shot I haven't missed yet? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to focus on uh, the shot at hand and I'm going to see myself making that shot. He's, he remembers his game winning shot in North Carolina in the 1983, you know, NCAA finals. So you, same thing. I want to remember and I want to get emotionally, mentally, physically associated to the moment that I came in and delivered this killer talk. Mm. And I want to walk in with that energy. I want to walk in with that confidence and eradicate and, and block out, shift out, release any of that negativity so that when I step on that stage, I'm just on point. I'm drilling it down. I'm hitting a home run because my presence is there because I'm anchored to the positive. You know, we're, we're all anchored. It's just a matter of what, what are we anchored to? Can you anchor to something you haven't done yet? Oh yeah. So you can create a future self of a future success that you had mm -hmm. and visualize that. Right. Because I think yeah. back to sports training and those kinds of things. And my dad did that with me a lot. Didn't call it anchoring, but you know, we would visualize, hey, look, this is what's going to happen when you get up there, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, because, you know, you, you do, you, you're, you're, I think your natural fight or flight, usually flight's easier. And so we anchor to something that, you know, oh, this is where I, you know, failed as opposed to the fight side, which is, no, no, I'm about to knock this out. Because I think confidence has been one of the main keys to delivering a successful fill in the blank mm -hmm. speech. Um, at bat playing baseball, right? Um, asking the, 
you know, asking the girl to prom, right? Um, ask, you know, uh, going in for a promotion or a raise, right? Mm -hmm. Or job interview. And I really feel that like a lot of times if you have visualized what yourself walking out and high-fiving and doing things and like, if you, like we talked about earlier, if you think of the, if you know the outcome because you've done it before, it's a lot easier to be confident in yourself. If you haven't done it yet, you know, how would you, how would you anchor to a successful outcome of something you haven't done yet? So the first part, you know, Tony Robbins, one of the secrets of his success, right, that he teaches a lot is model, modeling, you know, and it's like, why did Kobe Bryant model Michael Jordan within the moves? Why is LeBron James modeling Michael Jordan? So what you do is you actually literally can imagine when I do some of those NLP processes, and do uh, you know a visualization where you're with that with Mandy where I had her visualize herself being Oprah. Yeah. So I'm anchoring her to, and, and literally you're walking and experiencing a day as Oprah. Like your eyes are shut and you're emotionally, mentally, kinesthetically feeling like you're Oprah. And the mind is incredibly powerful. Like the um, yeah, Einstein said our imagination is one of the world's greatest superpowers, right? And he talks about that. And we don't tap into our, our imagination enough, or at least positively enough. We, you know, <laughs> in this time of fear, we can be our imagination can go all sorts of crazy places. And um, but we, we got to counteract that. So literally, you go through a guided um, almost parasympathetic, you got to get yourself a, uh, in a parasympathetic state of relaxation and centeredness. That's why the deep breathing is so important. That's why like Wim Hof, Iceman, he, how does he, how does he walk barefoot across the frozen, frozen tundra or climb Mount Everest barefoot or stay in an ice cold ice bath that would put a normal human being into hypothermia within four minutes. He can sit in it for three hours. It's because he gets himself in a different state. Um, why can you, I've walked across Tony Robbins, burning hot coals three times, you know, they're 1200 degrees barefoot, 15 feet of burning hot coals because I'm in a different parasympathetic state. Our body, you know, we all know, uh, when we go into fight or flight mode, our bodies can do superhuman things and same thing. And, and, and so we got to get ourselves into that state, visualize, and it's not just a, if it's disconnected emotionally and it's just in our mind, it's not nearly as powerful. Mm. That's why you got to really feel it. The heart, uh, if I remember correctly, the heart inner electromagnetically is 65 times more powerful than the mind in the electromagnetic field. Like we, we have an electromagnetic field as a human being, uh, like, you know, low voltage electricity going through us all the time. That's why, um, anyway, like you can, I'm not a scientist, but I, I know that there's truth in that. Um, uh, so I need to get emotionally and energetically connected. When I experience that, I, it's, it's already physiologically, you, there's tests done. You can look at Joe Dispenza's work. Physiologically, there's tests that every time I re what, you know, why someone who experienced trauma, they suffered uh, PTSD, or you know, military, rape, those type things, something horrible. And then they go to counseling and they just talk about it over and over and over again. They're actually experiencing it again. And their body is experiencing it again. And they're going through the same exact pain again. Well, 
I can actually do the same thing on the opposite, the positive thing. Mm. And that's where like those books like secret and all those things, there's truth to that. There, you know, Jesus said, uh, seek and you shall find. And he's talked about all the, like, there's a lot of quote, um, quantum physics that are embedded in the scriptures. If you actually understand the quantum physics level of things. So quantum physics is I'm visualizing and experiencing something that hasn't happened yet, but I'm, bring um experiencing it right now wow that's some that was a uh that was a rabbit hole we just went down i liked it <laughs> that is awesome man um i really uh man I, I i really enjoy that because you know for me one of the most powerful words that i've ever learned is paradigm mm-hmm. and um you know, beginning to be able to control the emotions of the way you see things. Mm-hmm. Um, but what we're talking about right now is actually beginning is, is actually controlling the way that we see things going in the future. And that's really, that's a, that's a different concept that I just never kind of put together mm-hmm. um, because I'm a big fan of paradigm, right? If you don't like mm-hmm. the way things are look, look at it differently, you know? <laughs> and so yeah. um, uh, that's a, um, that's a big concept of seeing something further down the road. And I, I really appreciate you going down that because it's, uh, that's kind of got my wheels turning, you know? Um, yeah. Well, listen, Mike, I, uh, we've got to pull it here. And so um, I want to thank you for coming on money talkers. First of all, um, great talk, man. Um, but if people want to find out more about what you're doing um, and want to find out more about uh, just the plethora of things that you have to offer, where, where do they find out about you? Yeah, great question. Uh, MikeZeller.com is, is where I have a lot of the core things I'm up to. Uh, you can also, that's Z-E-L-L-E-R, by the way. Um, and then Michael R. Zeller on Instagram or Michael Zeller uh, on Facebook, LinkedIn. Uh, also have a new book coming out called Twice Born, How a Crisis Can Remake You. So that's going to be coming out in the next, uh, next 30 days, fingers crossed, and uh, cannot wait for that. Um, cause we're, you know, this, this world that we're going through, uh, it's, it's amazing. Yeah. Good timing because it's, uh, I think that when we have tragedy and we have, um, an opportunity to, to reset is two different ways to look at mm-hmm. it. Right. And I think that there's gonna, if you, if you decide that you're going to take this as an opportunity to reset and to do the things that you've been putting off doing, then you're going to come out. Well, mm-hmm. farther ahead of this and you know we all if you say well this has just happened to me it's tragedy there's nothing yeah about it so um I'm, I'm i will put uh links in the show notes for this uh as well and so we'll link up to the book probably by the time it's coming out and so um Beautiful. again i want to say thank you again for coming on money talkers uh make sure to check us out in the high impact series thank you for listening to another episode of money talkers with me your host cody laughlin if you found this episode helpful in your pursuit of financial dominance, it really helps if you make sure to leave a five-star rating and share it with your friends or family members who could use good financial information and entrepreneurial success tips. I invite you to join the Money Talkers Community Facebook group. Open Facebook and search for Money Talkers to join today. Follow us on Instagram at the Money Talkers for inspirational mindset posts, encouragement, and investing tips. And remember, the one thing you can do to change your kids financial future is to start talking about money with them because you are a money talker